Yesterday on the program, we were talking about how United Airlines, for their low fare uh, customers, they would charge them to use the overhead bins. And I was mentioning how I just absolutely love Porter Airlines. I've always had great experiences on Porter Airline flights. So this story comes as a bit of a surprise. Um, there was a pregnant woman kicked off a Toronto flight after the plane was deemed too heavy. This was aboard a, a flight from Toronto to Quebec City last month. And we're joined now by Sean O'Shea from uh, Global. He's their Consumer Reports reporter. Sean, you've got the skinny on this story. Please uh, get us up to speed. Yep, you there, Sean? Okay, so we're going to try and reach Sean, uh, but I know that he does have the skinny on this story. So he is going to get us up to speed right now. He joins us via the phone. Sean, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Appreciate it. Uh, So get us up to speed with what exactly happened. Give us some background on this story. So a Toronto couple, Annette and Jeff, they're they're going to Quebec City last month. She's seven months pregnant. This is, you know, the last kick of the can before baby arrives. They go Porter. They're both frequent flyers with Porter, business travelers. They get to the airport. They're waiting for half an hour in the lounge. They're already checked in. They've paid for the flight, etc. And then all of a sudden, Porter starts asking for volunteers because they say that there's a weather issue, that they have to uh, have too much weight. They have to pull some weight off the plane. They don't have enough volunteers. And then they start naming people who will have to come off the plane. Among them is Annette who happens to be seven months pregnant, seven months pregnant. And one thing I remember, I have, uh, you know, two kids. My wife was pregnant twice. You don't draw unnecessary attention to a pregnant woman's weight. Yeah. Well, in fact, she's called up, as is her uh, fiancé, and they're given the boot from the flight, along with some other people. So we're not saying that she was deliberately targeted, but in the same way that people are often encouraged to give up their seat to pregnant women on the bus or the subway or something like that. Porter was intransigent about this. They said, sorry, you got to go. And it just doesn't look good. And then they end up spending an extra six hours to get to Quebec because they fly to Montreal. They have to drive. With Porter. They fly to Montreal with Porter. Right. That's right. They have to rent a car. And it's, it's very inconvenient. It's inconvenient for everybody. But the fact that, you know, you're pregnant, this happens. And then the compensation that you're offered later on by Porter Order, as we report in our story, is less than what the law provides for. So it's it's a it's a big rigmarole. Let's put it that way. You know, uh, it's, what I find amazing about this story is everybody knows that I think at a certain um, time during your pregnancy, you can't fly. They won't let you on the plane. I think it might be around eight months. So but she was she was within the the legal. Yeah, no. But what I'm part, saying is, yeah. this is her. You, you can tell it's one of her. Like time is ticking. It's the last hurrah for her to take a plane somewhere. And so when I, if I am the flight attendant and I'm working the desk, I'm going to look around and I am going to use my discretion at that point. I'm going to make an announcement and say we've randomly picked names. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a couple going away. They're going to have their last hurrah. They're about to have twins. Uh, she, you know, uh, this is, they've already booked their place. Is anyone willing to uh, step forward and uh, maybe fly to Montreal and we'll get you where you need to go? Why was that never? Kelly, you, you sound so uh, commonsensical here. Well, I look uh, like a flight attendant today, funnily <laughs> enough. Uh, you know, it, it, it defies me, too. I mean, they, they say that this was a random choice, and, and Porter told me, they didn't do an interview, but they said by email that they have a, a series of criteria they use based on the, the fare that was paid and all sorts of things. But, you know, imagine if it was um, an obese person or somebody who was extremely large. Would the optics of that be any better? Would that be appropriate? But I think in the case of the pregnant woman, you're right, the time is ticking. She only had a couple weeks. Um, it was a really un- un- uncomfortable trip. And it's just not what you do. I think. And apparently they didn't kick up a fuss. 
Like, it, she was really sweet, wasn't she? She actually, you know, I, I've interviewed people for 35 years doing TV stories, and she really didn't want to go on television. But I wanted to tell the story because it was not just about this. It was about the compensation tell us that about that. they were offered. Basically, every airline has to file something called a tariff. That's the terms and conditions of flight, and it's registered with the government, meaning if somebody is bumped, whether they volunteer or not, the airline has to pay a certain amount of compensation. In this case, they were offered $500 each plus 150 in flight credits. Uh, according to their own tariff with the government, Porter is supposed to pay if they deny boarding uh, and they've oversold the flight, which is what we're saying happened here. They're entitled to $800 cash per person. So they lowballed the compensation. And what we know for having done stories on these things before is that airlines frequently do this. They don't stand up and say, you're entitled $800. They lowball it. And so to make matters worse, they not only you know, missed the flight, had to do the drive, they get, got less compensation. We wanted people to know that, especially going into a heavy flying season, there are specific amounts that you're entitled to. And the airlines should provide those when things go wrong. Now, there are a couple of points I wanted to get here, uh, get to with your story here. One of them is they gave the couple flight vouchers worth uh, $1,150. And you're saying that they, could, they can't use them all at once. They had to split them up, didn't they? Right. So they're good for six months. And it's a, it's a bizarre sort of, it's not like, Kelly, here's $1,150 in credit. Go for it. You know, go on a great trip. It was, you know, you can use uh, a certain amount up to the base fare uh, on, on a certain number of flights. And so they probably would have had to use three or four flights each. Now, look, you're seven months pregnant. She's eight months pregnant now. You're not flying now before, you know, before, you know, well after the baby's born. So are you going to take three or four flights in that first three or four-month period? The credits are kind of useless or they're not as valuable as one would think. And again, and, a point of discretion when you can yeah, use your better judgment with your your customers. And here's something for your listeners who yeah. fly Porter. If you are, in fact, um, overbooked, if they're overbooked or you can't get on the flight, their tariff says, this is not Sean saying this, their tariff says they're supposed to pay $800 cash to the customer. Or cash. if you agree, they'll pay three times the amount in flight credits, $2,400. There's a wow. big difference between the two. The big difference between the two. The reality is airlines don't generally tell people that you're entitled to these amounts. They hope that people don't know, don't figure it out, don't complain to the Canadian Transportation Agency, which is where you can complain. And those few people who do complain often get their deserved amount. But most people don't know. Sean, what has uh, what Porter said? Well, Porter didn't go on camera, didn't do an interview, did respond to emailed questions, said they don't believe in this case because the people had to leave because of being overweight, that in fact the flight was oversold. I think they're parsing things here quite a bit. They couldn't get on the flight. They had a confirmed reservation. They paid for it. They're saying they didn't do anything wrong. They're saying that they were prepared after we contacted them to extend that uh, six-month period of the credits to 12 months. Good but, call. You know, but they didn't come forward in a, in a very meaningful way, I don't think, and certainly in the couple's case. And again, the bigger picture here is you know, you're, you're, you're stuck. You can't get on. What are your rights? I think people really Really should reflect on that. You know, are you going to walk into the onto the plane with it with a copy of that 50-page tariff? Probably not. But familiarize yourself because every airline is different. Air Canada is different from Porter. Is different from WestJet. It varies if you're going to the states or internationally or domestic. Just know that because they say no, it doesn't mean no. You do have rights, and these people can complain to the Canadian Transportation Agency. They could go to small claims court. Whether they will or not is something else. But we wanted to make sure people know that there are defined rights people have. Well, Sean. I appreciate you joining us on the show and telling our audience that. And uh, we'll look forward to more from you on uh, Global News.